2020 is going to be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is the snark factor. I'm your peppy host, Fingers Malloy. This is Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. Thanks for tuning in on this beautiful Sunday morning here in Southeast Michigan. And this beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, around the globe on the World Wide Webs. Sarah Smith is our lovely news babe. She is womaning the news desk this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. This is the best time of year, Sarah. It you, sure is. You know why it's the best time of year? Why is that? As a red-blooded American male, uh, the Halloween season is fantastic for me because uh, many of you women uh, channel your inner tart and and dress uh, like tarts for Halloween, and it's it's spectacular. Basically, lingerie with animal ears on their head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is it about Halloween that brings out the inner tart in a female, an American woman? Sarah I got to tell I got to tell you I don't know. I don't know. My I feel like my Halloween costumes have always been more for like function than I don't I can't I cannot think of one Halloween that I was scantily clad. I've done a lot of different costumes over the years. Even in high school, like when I was 14, the first time I went out with my friends trick-or-treating, I had a one of those movie moments where I showed up and all my girlfriends were dressed in these cute little outfits and I had gone as like a zombie baseball player. <laughs> yeah, and so I learned my lesson the first time because I grew out in the, you know, I was out in the country. We didn't really trick-or-treat. We had three neighbors and we went to each of their houses and they each gave us a big old bag of candy because we were the three kids in the neighborhood. So... It wasn't really a whole ordeal, but then when I got to be the age to go out with my friends, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned some I learned things. A lot that first Halloween out. Oh uh, well, and we'll get to all of your news in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. The the march to uh, impeachment continues. Uh, there was a, a really entertaining infomercial on CNN on Thursday night. Uh, we'll get to all that, but really, the important topic is Halloween. Of, absolutely. Halloween is it, it is Halloween month. <laughs> Who doesn't love Halloween? So what you're basically telling me is uh, all of your friends dress like tarts and we should all meet Sarah's friends is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, my high school friends. Mm. Even as I got older, I just I can't remember. I mean, I guess I've never really been huge on Halloween. I like celebrating it. I like decorating the house. I like all the candy sales, but I don't, I don't know. Even when I was in college in Baltimore, uh, Baltimore would do a big Halloween thing, but I would rather be caught dead than go downtown in the middle of all that nonsense with, you know, really, really drunk high school or college kids wandering around Baltimore. No, I'm just not, I wasn't into the whole like social aspect of Halloween. Well, that's a shame. I'm more to to stay home and eat, drink whiskey, hot chocolate and hand out candy to the funny kids. Well, well, that's where. Yeah, well, that's where I am now. But back in the day, boy, it was fun going to the bar and watching all of you ladies uh, dress like. I'm I'm cleaning it up, Sarah. No, I I understand. I'm pretty sure we all have a visual that's more X-rated than your descriptions. We've all been out on Halloween. Have you ever dressed scantily clad for Halloween? as a matter of fact, I, I at one point uh, in my early 20s as a, a goof uh, for a Halloween party dressed up as uh, my 
full title of the costume was uh, Daisy Duke after she let herself go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Very, very glad that we didn't have social media when we were young sometimes. <laughs> there are photos oh, uh, somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I had the Daisy Dukes on. I had heels. Uh, I had, uh, I think I was a 44 uh, triple D bra, double D bra. I don't remember. Stuffed some oranges in it. Nice. And then I wore a, uh, a flannel that I cut. Ah. Do you think that if you tried to run for president sometime in the next decade or so, that you would be accused of appropriation for dressing like, you know, a culture that isn't yours? Or would you be heralded for your bravery for supporting like transgender activism at such a young age? I think the only save I would have would be for me to actually do a press conference in that costume. I think that that's really the only answer. I think that that would definitely be the solution. <laughs> but then we went to the bar that night, and I had the, uh, the 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 flannel shirt tied up with my gut hanging out, and you know my uh, I would go to the bar, and women would be pinching my butt. I felt like a piece <laughs> of meat. Oh well, you know, take your medicine, patriarchy. <laughs> had a full mouth of coffee when you said that. <laughs> I apologize. So that's see, that's the matriarchy. That's how we work. That's that, how we roll. That is how you roll. So uh, I get every night an email from the New York Times, Sarah Smith, and the, the it is uh, the impeachment update. From the New and York every Times. Night? Every, every night they send that out? Every night they send the, impre- the impeachment briefing. What happened today? Hey, it's, it's good money if you can get it. Welcome a back to the impeachment stuff. briefing. We had a significant plot twist. Federal prosecutors indicted two businessmen who had earlier been called to testify in the House impeachment inquiry. Inquiry? 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 Either. Are are you speaking old old English? Inquiry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking in George Takei. Inquiry. Oh, there you go. Oh, my. (laughs) Inquiry. We have an account of how their arrest went down. Uh, Nobody cares. So... Uh, my question is this. Right, like they've, they've already lost our attention. Right. Uh, so my question is this. You know, NPR came out with a piece a couple of days ago saying that polls have moved. They've shifted, as the people in uh, the biz say. Poll has shifted. There's, right. there's been movement, Sarah. There's been movement. Movement uh, of polls. Yes, uh, more Americans now are in favor of the impeachment inquiry. <laughs> it's early. Oh. But that movement in the polls has largely been because independents are shifting their opinions on an impeachment inquiry. 
Uh, so you're not seeing movement in Republicans or Democrats. It's that it's the independent bloc. It, it seems to be mostly independents who are okay. who are moving because you know we were getting the 24 uh, seven orange man bad reporting by the corporate right. media, right. as Sarah Smith. Well, how, how many of those people do you think are like? Can we just do this and get it over with, or actually like want him impeached because he has committed high crimes and misdemeanors? Like. How many of those independents are people that are just like, yeah, impeach, just do it. Like, do the vote, do go through the process, like, do it. I'm sick of hearing about it. I think there's... Stop talking about it, be about it. I think there's a a large portion of our population that's suffering from Trump fatigue. And it's not just Donald Trump fatigue. Well, okay, we're tired of the tweets. We're tired of the constant chaos uh, that seems to be coming out of the White House. Uh, <clears throat> part of it is they're, they're sick and tired of Democrats and their constant war on Trump. Right. The, 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 um, the Trump the circus. Cook, the cooked spaghetti uh, initiative, where they just keep throwing stuff against the wall and waiting for something to stick. Right. But I, I think there is some confusion that, you know... I, I don't believe, and I'll have to go back uh, to my uh, civics class uh, textbook. Mm-hmm. I don't Which think. You have, sure. oh, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's a little it's a little dusty. Does it still have the brown paper bag book cover? Yes, it does. Yes, oh, I love it. So great. And the name of the book is uh, the Civics Inquiry. <laughs> Excellent title. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't believe, and I, I uh, again, I'm not a constitutional lawyer either. That may surprise you. Uh, I, I, I do not believe that you can impeach a sitting president for being a jerk. Unfortunately, you can't. Oh, man. If you could, can you imagine if you could just like start impe- like getting people out of office just because they're jerks? Right. I, I, we wouldn't I, have anybody left in DC. You know, you're right. You can impeach a president for being a jerk, but you're not supposed to be able to impeach a president for being a jerk. <laughs> there, there needs to be more there than just a jerk. Right. Like him being a jerk could be one of the reasons, <laughs> but. Well, I, I don't know if you read the original. Uh, transcript that created a lot of this mess, this brouhaha, if you will. Uh, I I did read the transcript. And uh, listen, I don't know how you interpreted it. First of all, it was five pages long, and it was five pages long, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Uh, I got Mm -hmm. through that thing, and I needed a nap, a shower, and then another nap because... (laughs) I could not get over the, oh, you're so great. Oh, no, no, no. You think I'm great. You're great. You're great. (laughs) Between the president of the United States and the Ukrainian, was it Ukrainian president, Ukrainian prime minister, the Ukrainian chancellor, the Ukrainian... Best Ooh. guy, best boy. What I, I don't remember. Best know. boy. Yeah. The Ukrainian man of honor. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the president. It's the it's president, president. Zelensky. Yes. H- hence running the whole, you know, the Monica. Did you, this is a side note. Did you guys see, I can't, oh God, 
was it Swedish newspapers? Some funny European country was covering the, the transcript story and they were calling it the Zelensky, the Monica Zelensky scandal. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the funniest. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find that for you because that was amazing. Uh, I love people are really funny sometimes. We just should start calling. Oh, by the way, uh, that was a thing back in the 90s. Uh, well, obviously, the, the Monica Lewinsky thing was a thing. But uh, sexy Monica Lewinsky f- uh, Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. And well, this year we have a sexy Fre- uh, Mr. Rogers Halloween <laughs> costume going around. Oh, stop. So, it. you know, we've our culture has grown leaps and bounds. <laughs> If you want to look at it that way. No, there's an actual, go to Ask Jeeves, there's an actual um, sexy Fred Rogers costume going around this year. There's nothing... It's cute. It's a little, like, red sweater with a tie. It's kind of, it looks like a stripper outfit. And it's a ridiculously short skirt, right? Because tart. And a ridiculously short skirt. Exactly. Precisely. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, this is why American civilization is on the decline. This is another example. You're sexifying Fred Rogers. Yes. Do yes. you? Well, we're all um, everybody. Everybody's stunted. <laughs> Do you women have no shame? None. None. Not when it comes to Halloween. Anything <laughs> goes. No one is safe. We did a. They did a sexy Ken Bone costume a couple. Oh, years ago. that's right. Whatever happened? Oh, it, Ken Bone. Uh, why is he not the press secretary? I don't know, but we need VH1 to do a Where Are They Now on Ken Bone. <laughs> he would make an excellent White House press secretary. How could can, – can you imagine how <laughs> fantastic it would be to see Jim Acosta yelling at Ken Bone <laughs> in the White House that's briefing worth, room? That's worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> so anywho, but here's here's the deal on impeachment. If this is all they have – is Trump's kind of a jerk, and uh, hey, listen, we've looked at this Ukrainian transcript, and there was a quid pro quo, and I don't know about you when you read it, other if you could get past the, you're great, oh no, you're fantastic, oh no, you're an inspiration to us all here in the country, well, you're an inspiration to us all on the planet, oh my, oh jeez. Once you wade through all of that muck... <laughs> I didn't see any quid pro quo. Did you see a quid no, pro quo? And I love saying I quid didn't. pro quo. I do. I mean, I would if I could find a quid quid. I can't even say it because it's too early in the morning. But Inquiry. If I could find one. Inquiry. If I could, I would love to have a quid pro quo inquiry. Oh, I got it out. Oh, say that ten times fast. Right. So. Um, and, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't want to take us off track again, and I'm so sorry, but I do want to mention that just this week, speaking of Ken Bone, was the third anniversary of his meme-ness. I just went to his Twitter to see what he's up to, and somebody sent him a little crocheted Ken Bone <laughs> to say his the, the third anniversary of his being a meme <laughs> was October 9th. So we, like, just missed it. Oh, so October, oh, apparently October oh. 9th was Ken Bone Day. And we yes, didn't October know. 9th, 2016 was the day that Ken Bone walked into our hearts and minds. Oh, what a country. What a, Just what in time a, for Halloween. What, a, what an age. What a time to be alive. So, Tell any, me this timeline. Right. Whew. 
Okay, so quid pro quo inquiry. Right, the quid pro quo inquiry. Uh, You read that transcript, and I didn't catch any quid pro quo there. Uh, So basically, now we're just trying to find anything in the impeachment inquiry that will make uh, that will stick and will bring down this sitting president, and we'll have. Uh, now new bombshell, a new bombshell today that may bring down the White House. So this that. So all this is going on, and at the end of the day, you're going to have to move a Republican base mm-hmm. towards impeachment, and it's never going to happen. It's just not because they, they they fundamentally do not understand why people support Donald Trump. Listen, and it's not just the they support Donald Trump and there's this cult of personality that's involved in all this. It's the fact that Democrats and the corporate media, as Sarah Smith likes to call them. Yes. Big media. I've seen Elizabeth Warren and Tulsi Gabbard use the term term corporate media in the last week. Oh. Tulsi Gabbard. Which means they're listening to the show. I know. She's great. Um, She's crazy, but she's great. Um, So that means they're listening to the show, and ladies, you are welcome. (laughs) Right. Clearly. Trademarked. I've trademarked that phrase, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. I'd love to see Tulsi Gabbard. smarter than me. I would love to see Tulsi Gabbard in the uh, sexy Fred Rogers (laughs) costume, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Like, you would vote for Tulsi Gabbard uh, in 2020 if she came out for the next debate in the Fred Rogers costume. I wouldn't want her to be president of the United States, but she would always be president of my heart. Maybe. See, that's so nice. I should write Why can't Democrats be nice to Republicans like that? Right. But oh. uh, So anyway, the impeachment inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans are not going to move, and I'm not talking about the squish Republicans in the Senate who can't stand Donald Trump, who are disgusted that he's president mm-hmm. of the United States, and uh, wish that right. they could uh, immediately appoint Mitt Romney to be president of the United States. I'm not talking about those Republicans. I'm talking about the Republican base. They are not... Right. The voters. They, right. They are. They, there's such a distrust of Democrats, the uh, exactly. corporate, corporate media... media. Exactly. When you had leading Democrats, and leading uh, by leading, I mean uh, Maxine Waters, uh, call for mm-hmm. President Trump's impeachment when he was president-elect Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was immediate. It was immediate. It was um, – who I don't know who coined it, but somebody's been calling it a Mad Libs impeachment. <laughs> I did see. Where they're just going to like – they're just going to file impeachment and fill in the blanks later. Like, I did see uh, uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw on his uh, yes. on his Instagram post that. But you've had this march to impeachment. Oh yeah, started it started before the man was sworn in by Democrats who just could not, ironically, accept the results of an election. <laughs> What? Wait, they were doing. They did the thing that they were accusing Republicans of doing. Shocking. What? So if this is all they have, and they just continue to try to grab some some other story that really 
that would normally be considered business as usual in Washington, but they want to hold President Trump to a different standard. I would love to hear. I would love to see the transcripts of some of the phone calls uh, President Obama made over the years. Totally. Totally. Let's see it. Let's take a look, guys. Like, let's, if, this, if this is the new standard, let's be held to it. And what is never, ever considered in these situations is you're setting a really fantastic, fantastic precedent here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember during the Obama presidency when every single thing the Republicans did that opposed his agenda was obstruction. Yes. Well, every single thing. Like, it, they're, they're just trying to obstruct the Obama presidency and Obama and you know, and it's just like, and here we are, the guy can't get any judges appointed. He can't get any seats filled. He can't get any of this stuff done. Crickets. I can't wait for Republicans to start demanding the transcripts of every phone call. President Oprah Winfrey makes. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. But every conversation she has is totally above the, above water. It's Oprah. Uh, Mr. U- Mr. Ukrainian president, you get a car. <laughs> yes. You get a car. And they'll just be like, it's just Oprah being Oprah. Right. And, 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 and it's so, That's what she does is gives away cars. It's so easy to be a Democrat in 2019 because you could sure. bring up something that, you know, say the, the Joe Biden Hunter Biden story. You could bring up the fact that Hunter Biden was on the board of this Ukrainian natural gas company or oil company or whatever the hell it was. And mm-hmm. you all you have to do is say, oh, that's been fully vetted. That's old news. That was investigated. Even if it wasn't. Right. That's all you have to it say. It sure wasn't. It wasn't investigated. It wasn't covered. But all they have to do is be like, "Why are you? Why are you bringing up old news? Yeah. Why are you bringing that up old like stuff?" Exactly. You see how I? You see how I self-edited myself? Yes. Thank you. Alice. You sure you edited yourself? I mean, I did. Okay. I almost, I almost said the thing I wasn't supposed uh, to say. Don't do that. I would never. Well, I mean, I totally would, but I would try not to. <laughs> Oh, but I just find this whole thing fascinating. It's it's like, and we only have a minute left. I remember when, uh, you know, back in 2016, I had a conversation with a good friend of ours uh, about Evan McMullen, how Evan McMullen, in her mind, was going to be president of the United States because he was going to be the compromise candidate mm-hmm. when uh, he would win Utah, and then there wouldn't be, an, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton. Uh, and uh, neither Hillary Clinton nor Donald Trump would win enough electoral votes to become president of the United States, and there'd be a, a backroom meeting, and they would vote for they would vote for Evan McMullen. Well, I thought to myself, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Can you imagine what would happen to the Republican Party if the Republican Party turned its back and endorsed this? Scheme, this Evan McMullen scheme. It would be anarchy. Anarchy, I tell you. Sounds fun. But For the, like a day. Yeah, it could happen. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, like a day, of just one day of anarchy, not prolonged, just like the one day. Imagine what would happen if Senate Republicans went along with an impeachment 
with Democrats who have wanted to impeach this president since before before he was sworn in. Who oh boy? Can you imagine the bloodbath in 2020 or 2022? Right. Oh, Democrats would have a supermajority across the board. All the Republicans would get voted. Like, no one would vote for them. They would lose their entire base. Good times. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're having a good time here, but we have to take a break. Coming up after the break, after the break, CNN had a fun infomercial. And we'll tell you all about it. She's Sarah Smith. I'm Fingers Molloy. This is the Snark Factor on Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You're listening to The Snark Factor, and we'll be back in two and two. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and you're listening to The Snark Factor with Fingers Malloy, the future. Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7, 92. FM. This is the Snark Factor. My name is Fingers Malloy. Sarah Smith is here. Uh, we have a lot to get to and not much time. We've got uh, Steve Kerr uh, comparing mm. human rights abuses in China to uh, the good old US of A. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, plus the fantastic CNN infomercial. Uh, but before we do that, Sarah, and, and this kind of ties into the fantastic CNN infomercial. Uh, so there always has to be some sort of struggle. There has to be some sort of fight for rights. It, you can't have you can't have progress without a struggle, right? Uh, and it has nothing to do with you know keeping your rabid political base fired up and outraged. That has nothing to do with it, Sarah. They're just mm-hmm. you just you just have to overcome struggles. And in 2019, there, are, you know, everyone's being discriminated against except for me. Right. Correct. Oh, it's good to be the king. So, yes. so here, your life is so easy, fingers. It, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how easy my <laughs> life is, Sarah Smith. <laughs> Rolling around like Scrooge McDuck in my radio money. Yes. Oh, the good life. Right. You taking a trip on the yacht this week? Uh, yes. And, you know, it, the yacht is filled with nothing but uh, women in Halloween costumes. Because <laughs> I told them to be there. Yes, Hashtag you did. Hashtag patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So... Elizabeth Warren. Uh, and not only Elizabeth Warren, but apparently Pete Buttigieg. And mm-hmm. I really hope Pete Buttigieg either gets the nomination, and this is a side note, or is the vice presidential pick on the Democratic oh, side so I can so good. say Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Repeatedly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's good quality radio right there. It is. Pete Buttigieg. It's fun to say. (laughs) Like inquiry and onomatopoeia. Those are fun words. So, Elizabeth Warren released an LGBTQ rights plan this week. 
Oh, fun. Yes. She, she released an LGBTQ rights plan. The the, the people are clamoring for this, Sarah. They are. So many people. I know when I drive through Ohio and Michigan, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. the number one topic is the LGBTQ rights plan. Absolutely. Number one. Top. Because, you know... Look, these people do not live in a bubble. They have their finger on the pulse of real America. That's true. And let's face it. Which is it. why they have things like this, because they know that this is what the American people really care about. Who needs a job? <sighs> who, who, who cares about tax reform? Or right. the fact we- that health care prices health care rates are exploding in this country hashtag obamacare everyone is clamoring where is my favorite candidate's lgbtq rights plan where is it they don't care they don't care about anything else they're just waiting for it that's how they will decide who they're going to vote for because at the end of the day for democrats it's much more important to win a uh, hundred thousand more votes in California than it is to <laughs> win <laughs> Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and hell, let's throw Minnesota in there because they almost lost Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a piece in the National Review by Zachary Evans. Ah, uh, Zachary. Good old Zach. And I, I, I don't want to get too I don't want to get knee deep in the LGBTQ rights plan. Mm-hmm. But I found this quote incredibly entertaining from Senator Elizabeth Warren. And it's this I will direct the Bureau of Prisons to end the Trump administration Trump administration's dangerous policy of imprisoning transgender people in facilities based on their sex assigned at birth. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So she's advocating for biological men who at any point decide they identify as women. So even, let's just say, for example, look, let's go worst case scenario of a convicted rapist. Mm -hmm. A convicted male rapist who says, oh, cool, if I say I'm a woman, I get to go live in the women's prison. Guess what, guys? I'm a woman now. I've been a woman my whole life, and I'm just now realizing that this is where the stem of all of my problems (laughs) was that I was... Not living my true life, my true self, I'm a woman. So then this dude gets to go live with women. And that is a not dangerous policy? Is that what she's saying? If, that- right. Think about this. You're, convi- you you're, you're, you're a convicted male rapist. And uh, you yes. are uh, put in prison for the rest of your life. So... Right. What would be easier to spend the rest of your days in prison as a known rapist with men 
if you're a male mm-hmm. rapist, or uh, mm-hmm. say, listen, I raped those women because I'm a lesbian. Right. And uh, be put in a, a female prison. But uh, here, I wanted to bring this up for two reasons, and this goes further. Uh, first of all, I love the fact that she pins all this on uh, the Trump administration. Right. I will direct the Bureau of Prisons to end the Trump administration's dangerous policy as if Trump changed the he changed the game. He flipped the script. Trump came in and he separated the sexes in prisons <laughs> based on gender at birth. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness because we we have um the regressive policies of keeping uh, this, these sexes separated during imprisonment right. needs to come to an end. The Trump administration regressive policy. So well, it, I mean, they should. I mean, why isn't that? Why aren't they just pushing for co-ed prisons? I, the the Ally McBeal prison is what it should be. Just like there the Ally McBeal, they had the bathroom where the men yes. and the women they all uh, went uh, about their business in the same room. Totally yes, because you know women would love that. Yeah. And by the way, you're welcome. Don't tell me that right-wingers don't have their finger on the pulse of pop culture, me bringing up an Allie McBeal reference on the show today. Hashtag dancing baby. (laughs) (laughs) So get this. It gets worse. Oh, no. Uh, Under the plan, transgender inmates would be placed in detention facilities that correspond with their gender identity rather than their biological sex and would be entitled to taxpayer-funded gender transition surgery. Oh, my God. I am over it. I am just over it. Do whatever you want to your body. Stop asking me to pay for it. Both Warren and fellow candidate Joe Biden have expressed support for taxpayer-funded transition surgeries before. At a September 20 Iowa LGBTQ conference, Biden said that the surgery should be covered by Obamacare. (laughs) Wait, wait, as in like, it should be like, yo, we fixed this already, guys. Like, just go check out your awesome Obamacare plan because it already is covered. Or was that like low key shade towards Obamacare? Like, it should. Obamacare should be covering this. Like, ooh, see, that's my spin machine right there. Yeah, there you go. My my headline would be Joe, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden talks trash about Obamacare. (laughs) Well, this National Review piece, I keep wanting to stop reading it for you, but it gets better. Oh, gosh. In, in January of this year, Warren changed her stance on government-funded transition surgeries after it emerged that she had dismissed the notion that taxpayers should fund the cosmetic procedure in a 2012 interview. Uh, Elizabeth Warren flip-flopped. Oh, Democrats don't flip-flop. Democrats don't flip-flop. Democrats evolve. That's right. Her, her position evolved. And by the way, uh, fund the cosmetic procedure? Shame on you, Zachary Evans over at the National Review. This is not cosmetic. They are being who they are. It is a whiteout. Like this is some sort of boob augmentation. <laughs> it's a surgical whiteout. 
<laughs> Don't think of race when I say white out. Think of that chemical goop that people used to put on ink on papers to correct uh, a mistake. Right, when we used to have to use pens and stuff. <laughs> when people would write things down and use a typewriter. Mm, mm. Uh, good old days. whiteout. Those were simpler times. Remember when whiteout came out with a whiteout pen and you could you didn't have to pull the brush out anymore oh. and you could just like draw. Oh, God, that was good quality stuff right there. The first time I used one of those pens, I thought to myself, I've never felt so alive. <laughs> this is it. This is the culmination of my existence <laughs> right here. 1997 was a fantastic year. Sure uh, was. So, so uh, this was her quote. I have to say, this is back in 2012, not too long ago, I'm tapping my wrist right now. If I had a watch, mm-hmm. it would demonstrate to you that eh, not too long ago. This is a good radio bit. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, I don't think... It's a good use of taxpayer dollars, she said at the time. I, I can't believe she would say something so offensive. Uh, Bill de Blasio also declared his support for taxpayer-funded gender transition surgery in July. That's a shocker. <clears throat> He's a groundhog killer. <laughs> Bill de Groundhog Killer Blasio. It's true. Uh, he, he, he said so uh, during his own presidential bid. <laughs> Remember when he was running for president? (laughs) That's so funny. funny. Uh, De Blasio has since dropped out of the Democratic primary field following lackluster poll results. But but his lunacy remains. Sure does. For all of us to enjoy. (laughs) uh, Warren has consistently run to the left of the Democratic field on social issues since beginning (laughs) her candidacy. You don't say, Zachary. (laughs) On Wednesday, she released a plan designed to uh, to combat climate change and climate injustice. There's a lot of climate injustice going on in 2019 because we have to. Again, there's a struggle. Yes, we have to address the struggle by, by using... Identity politics to provide justice to those people in that identity. When do when when do we get to go back to acknowledging the justice, like the whole justice for all thing, right? And just like working from there forward instead of trying to come up with all these new terms and new words in order to make sure everybody gets justice. It's it's a, you know sometimes I feel like some of these statements that Democrats make. This just uh, is nothing but a word salad that was put together by consultants uh, who need buzzwords and terms that really get the Democratic base juiced. Oh, yeah, they do focus groups. Yes. As a liberal, I actually know this to be fact that they like that they bring likely democrat voters or 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 you know legit 100% definitely democrat voters into a room and throw phrases and terms at them and get their reactions. Yeah, so th- this plan designed to combat climate change and climate injustice uh pledges to invest 1.5 trillion dollars over a decade to stop global warming. And to help minority communities allegedly uh, disproportionately affected by 
the warming. And listen to this quote. Our crisis of environmental injustice is the result of decades of discrimination and environmental racism compounding in communities that have been overlooked for too long. Environmental racism. Wow, that really gets me going. Nobody thinks this out all the way. I don't understand. So what's the plan? To take away all of the affordable energy um, sources and force people to buy solar panels and wind turbines and whatever all the stuff that they're, and what so the and then people who can't afford those things which is the majority of people so then the tax it just gets paid for with tax dollars so that's just less m- more money coming out of their paychecks and less money that they have to spend on things they need i just it doesn't make any sense no but you see this is why um you aren't in charge of this plan Oh, right. Because this is what's going to happen. We are going to get IRS agents to raid Scrooge McDuck's house. Oh, all the rich people will pay for it. Listen, we're going to have... I forgot about the richies. Free health care. We're going to have free college education for all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. going to finally, finally address this climate crisis that has created an environment of environmental injustice and environmental racism, and Bill Gates is going to pay for it all. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Bill. Isn't that nice? That's how it's all going to work. And Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is going to pay for it because he doesn't pay any taxes. And Warren Buffett could pay for it right now, but, you know, he's he's too busy not paying for it. Right, right. Hey, um, Planned Parenthood is spending $45 million on the 2020 election. Like... I feel like they could probably give up some funds. You would just help save the planet. How dare they? I know. How embarrassing for them. So, so, uh, again, I don't understand uh, these terms because I just believe it's nothing but a word salad. It's verbal diarrhea. Just throw some buzzwords in there that will will get the, uh, the left wings juices flowing. It's all about their feelings. Stuff yes. to make them feel good. Like, oh, we should address environmental racism. God, that is so, – I, I feel like such a better person just for acknowledging that we need to address environmental racism. Somebody has to do it. And I'm not mm-hmm. seeing – It's not, not going to be me. So it's going to be yeah. Liz Warren. It's not going to be – they all are. Not going to be orange man bad. I can tell you that. Definitely not. He hates the environment. He hates the earth. Yes. So I, I want to bring this up because we, we, we touched on it earlier. Uh, and I don't know how much of this we should play, uh, and it's difficult for me to stop this audio clip. We don't have uh, a big budget here at the Snark Factor, ladies and gentlemen. That may surprise you, uh, so we don't have a, a producer. But there We're was produced here. Yeah, there's was staying with the whole LGBTQ theme here on the second half of the show. Uh, yes, the, the Democrats had their very important town hall this, week, this yeah, past week. Yes, their LGBTQ infomercial on CNN. Uh, did Don yeah. Lemon host all seven hours of this? <laughs> did, did Don uh, Lemon host all No, seven? I do not believe so. Uh, okay, did you watch any of this? I watched parts of it, uh, unfortunately. Was this, uh, and uh, forgive me, 
um, for not knowing this, but there was a football game on, so there were more important things on television than this. Uh, but correct. Uh, was this as long as the climate change town hall that was, I believe, seven hours long? No, it was not. So the L. Let um, me get. I don't know the. Correct. Oh, let me get this correct. straight, CNN. LGBTQ rights are not as important as climate change. They should be ashamed of themselves, and they should probably be fined. So they're doing. Sure, oh, Anderson Cooper was hosting for a little while. I'm trying to remember who else it was. I know Anderson Cooper was, but I feel like I saw one other person, and I'm just blanking right now. I haven't had enough. Oh, well, Don Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Don Lemon. I know it was Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper, and I feel like there was one other person, and I just was it Jake Tapper. (laughs) Jake Tapper. Was it Wolf Blitzer? Oh no! It was um. It was Frodo. Chris Cuomo. Oh, thank God. He doesn't get enough airtime. He just does not. He really doesn't. So we only, have, we only have a couple minutes, but we, we got to play this audio. Uh, there's a woman, a person. I, I can't keep track of what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to say in these situations. So it's a woman with a, this is a this is a woman with a Y or maybe a Z. I, I, right? I, I not a woman. It's a Z. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I can't keep track of this stuff. Uh, so, uh, female, but was once a male. Well, there was, uh, she's, this person <laughs> steals the mic and takes over the CN LGBTQ infomercial. Uh, let's take a listen to this. It's, it's great. Come on now. I just want to take a moment before I ask my question to validate the pain of our transgender siblings that demonstrated earlier and that have spoken up today. Beto O'Rourke right now is uh, applauding. Beto O'Rourke is on stage with Don Lemon while this woman, uh, while this person is speaking and acknowledging the the transgender folks. Right. And this first woman is just about to ask a question. She's she's about to, she's got a little kid standing next to her. She's about to ask a question. Right. right? Like it's just, you know, a regular woman. And and you can tell, yep. And you can tell Beto O'Rourke is happy to be there. Very happy. Trans Now, first of all, I'm shocked that I didn't start hearing the chants of Jerry, 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 Jerry. God, that is exactly what it sounded like. It really did. It sounded like a Jerry Springer episode. (laughs) And and, and she's... This person said, I deserve to be here. I have every right to be here. Who said that you didn't have a right to be there? Right. The mic out of a, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe an Asian or like it's the, oh, the, the picture is not super great. You're treading it's on Asian. dangerous ground here, Sarah Smith. I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell what dis, um, ethnicity this woman is, but a non-white woman, a non-white American woman, a woman of has the oh no, oh no, see, you said non-American. Where, where, what age are you living in, Sarah Smith? <laughs> a non-American. A, a non-white, 
<laughs> a non-white CNN viewer. And and this Blossom is her name. I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but Blossom is the other woman's name. And she comes and tears this microphone out of this woman's hand. We are at war with each other. Us broads can't even stand by each other and let each other answer questions, ask questions. Why is it that 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 women, Sarah, why do you have to tear each other's tiara off instead of straightening it? I don't know. It's really I need to reckon with. And Blossom, I welcome you into the women category and would love for you to change your behavior and not be um, a testosterone-driven, aggressive human being who rips microphones out of other people's hands. Why don't Maybe Blossom should learn to act a little ladylike. Oh... I, I don't know if I uh, listen. We're almost out of time, but you 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 get the oh. you get the you get the gist of it. So Blossom goes on a two minute rampage, and I will say Don Lemon. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, positive things about things to say about Don Lemon. He actually handled it pretty well. I'll give Don Lemon. He credit. really, really, really did. He really did. And to be fair, I mean, Blossom's complaint is that there was no representation of black trans women. But Don Lemon was on stage. Oh, my so. goodness. Tweet all of There's your angry something. tweets at <laughs> Mama Swatty on Twitter. <laughs> You'll find me on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. We will be back next week with the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM.